with swords raised. The squire was beaten down by the overwhelming forces. Their push towards the city was unforgiving, but luckily he survived the onslaught by being weighed down by a dead comrade. His heavy armor protecting him from being trampled by the monster's horde, but nothing blocked the sound of the horrendous laughing. Mud caked his tired body and blonde hair. He kept trying to push the knight's body off of him, but paused for a moment realizing it was his lord. The beard and eyes were unmistakable, and at that moment the young squire realized there was nothing left to fight for. The kingdom would fall without the right leadership, especially now that is being taken so effortlessly. Then what happened? Isabel asked me. Well, he gritted his teeth and, I continued. He gritted his teeth and pushed his master away with all his strength. The metal armor clunked and rolled with a dead man, but the squire stood tall. The horde had passed him by, countless amounts of goblins covered in their burnt leather laughed their cruel laugh. The squire picked up his sword from a cold, bloodied puddle and read the inscription on his side. The sky will never fall on a raised sword. The house motto of the kingdom was so familiar to him, having heard it and read it constantly when he walked in the market or trained with his master, a phrase that he now fully understood. What was his name, Daddy? Isabel interrupted. Who is telling the story, honey? I asked. Sorry, sorry. Can I finish? Yes. Thank you very much. Now. The squire felt a pang in his heart seeing all that he loved stabbed, cut and burned. The beautiful countryside he stood on was no more than a mountain of death and mud. Where most men would fall to their knees, weep and await execution at enemy hands, the squire instead raised his sword. The clouds parted for just a moment, letting the sun break down around him, lighting the clean, dented armor with wondrous grandeur. The squire realized that in his heart he could not give in, and the light of the heavens confirmed that. With that, he took a sure step forward and broke into a vengeful dash towards the goblins. The first few were struck down by his sharpened sword before anyone could notice, but by that point, the other goblins had heard the squealing of their fellow creatures. Turning to face the sound of hideous distress, they were met with a swift end as the squire swiped his sword in a wide arc, cleaving into the masses. Goblins broke and separated to give him a wide berth. The young squire was no more, now stood a knight with valor that exceeded that of all others before him, and bravery to face insurmountable odds. The cloud separated further, following his wake, shining down upon the glorious knight, giving him strength. His wide blue eyes didn't blink for an instant, too concerned with watching any creature brave enough to attack him. He yelled with all his strength and the sun shone brighter. The remainder of the kingdom was being protected by only a few handfuls of knights, friends of the Lord, that had fallen upon our hero. Each watched with fascination and surprise as the squire showed what his thin arms and weak sword could do to an army of evil. The gleam of his power filled the last warriors, a shame washed over them and could only be cleansed with bravery. The knights charged and roared for their dignity. A few stayed behind to watch the villagers, while most charged forward with more confidence now than they had when the battle began. 
The clouds dissipated completely, and the sun blinded the goblins. The Knights of Hell screamed their power, and it reverberated on the battlefield, striking fear into every green beast. The knights pushed forward, cleaving through the goblins, to meet their future king. Like a scythe through long grass, the goblins were cut down by the fifties. Wow, Isabel exclaimed as she imagined the battle, placing herself in the metal boots of the knights. Trumpet sounded as the last of the goblins fell. The knights cheered along with the people, and all searched for the squire who brought the faith of the hill back to the people. He stood far from the last battle at the body of his lord. Deep in his heart, the squire knew he wasn't the true hero of this tale. What? Isabel interrupted once more with a high-pitched shriek. He just stopped an army of goblins. Indeed, he did, but he found that the credit went to the man who saved the squire so that he might become a knight, I explained. Sacrificing oneself for others is the greatest thing a knight can do. More so than the number of goblins you kill, it is the number of people you save. By saving the young squire, the elderly lord saved the people and the remainder of his knights. The squire knelt beside his lord made him a promise. Though the world faces many hardships and battles in the future, he would stand tall with a raised sword so that the sky may not fall on his people and all that is good. You see, for his bravery and strength, the people made him a lord and soon after, the king. However, it was the old lord that raised the boy that made him something more. He made him a knight. The end, for now, sweet thing, I told Isabel. Oh, but I want to hear more about the knight, she complained. What is his name? Why does it matter? I asked her. Cause I want to know, she droned on. It isn't important, I teased. All that matters is what you take from the story, how it makes you feel. I want to be a knight. I kissed the top of her head and told her she is on the right track. With that, she tucked herself up and drifted into an adventure-filled dream.